Do you travel for a living and struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle like I do? Or maybe you just struggle to maintain a healthy lifestyle in general. This is the Road to Health podcast and I am Tamar, your host for this adventure. I travel for business often, which presents some challenges in terms of achieving and maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Join me on my perfectly imperfect journey as I implement the strategies I've learned from the coaches I work with and interview on my show to lose 40 pounds by June 1st, 2020. I don't always manage to resist the temptations that come from traveling for business, but by working on a few key areas of my mental and physical health, I'm managing to get healthier as I go. No one needs to take this journey alone. So if you struggle to make healthy choices on the road like I do, join me for this ride on the road to health. Well-traveled, well-lived. Do you struggle finding health and nutrition plans that work for you personally? Hey guys, Tamar here from the Road to Health podcast. So glad you could join me today. This is something that I've struggled with for a very long time. You know, I do believe that when you have something that you want in your life, you, you know, kind of pay attention to others, see what they're doing. But when it came to my health and my fitness, I would often watch others be successful. I would try what they tried without actually digging into it a little bit more, without actually asking them how what they were doing made them feel in general. And so, of course, when I would try it myself, I didn't have the same mindset as they did because I know a lot of people who can eat a specific nutrition plan that might be the same food over and over and over again, and they have absolutely no trouble doing it because their relationship with food is really healthy, right? And for me personally, that's not the case. I needed to fix my mindset and how I thought about food before I could actually do something that uh, someone that already had that mindset all set up was doing for their lives. I don't know if you've experienced this, but you know, in the past when I would try a new plan out, I would, you know, follow what the other person was doing. I'd ask their advice. I would go on this journey, but I wasn't actually doing some of the things that others started doing initially, right? And that is really creating a plan, figuring out what works for you, figuring out how they got it to work for them. And so I would try this, I would be on the plan, I would go all in. And then all of a sudden, a few weeks later, things just weren't going the same way that it was for other people. And so I would start to get down on myself and I would start to get frustrated because I actually thought there was something wrong with me. But what I wasn't doing is I wasn't talking to other people and saying, okay, you know what, I see that you're being successful. I I see that you're losing weight, that you're getting healthy and you seem really happy. How did you start doing this, right? Because what I'm learning is there's a process for this stuff. Um, I had to start working on habits and mindset first. I had to start changing small things daily and eventually it has led up to what I'm finding for myself personally now is, is seeing success, right, in what I'm doing. So I really encourage you, if you're struggling right now, to find the right plan, you know, that meets your needs. Um, 
if you're interested in what somebody else is doing, ask them how they're doing it, right? And don't just ask them, you know, okay, what kind of foods are you eating and what kind of exercises are you doing? Because there is so much more in this journey of becoming healthier to develop a healthy mindset. And of course, if um, you need some help, make sure you reach out. You can book a free coaching call with me on theroadtohealth.me. So head on over to the website and book your call today. But what I've really done is started to ask people, you know, how do you set yourself up for success? How do you plan? How is your mindset being developed? And, you know, I do that by creating new habits for myself daily and starting off small and just working myself up. And that has given me success in my health journey. And so, yeah, let me know if you need help. I would be happy to chat about this topic with you. I'm really excited to introduce my next guest, my friend Brandon Clark. He is one of the coaches in Deeper State Keto. That's how we met. He is also one of the managers at Keto Brick. So he has got an incredibly busy life. He's going to tell you about that. But I really enjoyed talking to Brandon because I could relate to a lot of what he's been through in terms of, you know, what he calls the bro diet, uh, the standard clean eating. I have experienced it. I've had a lot of success in it. But of course, like I've mentioned in the past, it can be really difficult to stay on track when you're being so restrictive in your plan. So we talk about how he transitioned from that kind of a lifestyle into a keto lifestyle. We also talk about his career in law enforcement and how he changed his career into fitness now. He's a trainer and he also is a natural fitness competitor. He does a lot of his workouts with resistant bands. So he was actually one of the first people I reached out to to ask him questions about training. Uh, We have also chatted about I'm going to be hiring Brandon on as a trainer and I'm going to I'm going to have another journey, right? I'm going to try and work on my body competition composition a little bit further and so I'm excited we'll probably do a bit of a progress report when that comes I believe we're starting that in September so that's exciting but uh, I really enjoyed my conversation with Brandon he is such a great great guy I hope you enjoy this too hey everyone thank you so much for joining us today I'm sitting here with Brandon Clark how you doing Brandon Doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. So you're one of the coaches on Deeper State Keto, and you're also a natural fitness competitor and chief production officer of Keto Brick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So why don't you why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? You know, what led you to wanting to try keto? Yeah, so um, so I have been into health and fitness for uh, a very long time, ever since I was a kid in middle school. And um, it all started uh, when uh, I went through what a lot of kids go through. Um, and I was the, the chubby kid in, in school. And, you know, um, the uh, other children can be very cruel. And uh, I learned very quickly that I didn't want to be the chubby kid. And that was a bad thing to be. And um, uh, around that time, my, my dad was a police officer uh, in Lynchburg, Virginia, and he um, got into uh, weightlifting and bodybuilding um, with a friend of his, and uh, he actually competed 
in a bodybuilding competition. It was the, uh, the body for life by, uh, Bill Phillips. And from like back in the nineties, I think it was, I remember that. Yeah. And, um, and so I watched him, um, go through this transformation and, um, it really just hit me that, uh, that there was actually something I could do. This wasn't a helpless condition. Um, that there was something I could do to, to take control and, and change myself for the better. And, uh, and then also throughout my childhood, you know, I'm the oldest of seven boys. Um, so at all of my younger brothers, they go all the way down to my youngest brother is uh, 13, um, Ben, and he is the same age as my oldest son who is 13. So my oldest boy plays with my two youngest brothers on Xbox and everything. (laughs) And, and uh, when we still lived in Virginia, they were doing sleepovers together and we're like best buds. So um, pretty cool uh, thing to see there. But um, my, uh, my mom, I watched her go through um, seven pregnancies and uh, she had always been into working out and eating healthy. Um, and, uh, you know, I watched her lose, uh, the baby weight, you know, seven times and, uh, and always was motivated to get back into working out and get really strict with their eating. Um, and then I watched this transformation with my dad that really hit me, you know, as a, as a boy with his father. And so he started taking me to, to gold's gym with him, and, uh, and I got bit by the bug and fell in love with it. Um, and so I immediately started reaching every, uh, reading everything that I could get my hands on, um, all the muscle and fitness magazines and all the different bodybuilding books and reading about Arnold and Lou Ferrigno and Dorian Yates and all the biggest bodybuilders and, uh, and just, um, just became um, kind of obsessed over it. It just was what I love to read about and uh, started trying to apply different things. And what seemed to be unfortunately at that time kind of the accepted thing that was talked about was you know you are going to need to suffer a lot you're going to need to really suffer a lot you're going to be hungry all the time you're going to have to live and spend hours on the treadmill you're going to have to eat dried out chicken breast broccoli and uh, wash it down with water yeah and uh and you're going to go to bed hungry and you're going to wake up hungry and that's going to be your life and you got to be able to try and hold on for at least 12 weeks to see good results. And, um, and then you were good to go until all that weight creeped back up and you decided that you had the willpower to suffer again. And this seemed to be kind of the general thing that was put out. So I embraced it and, um, and started my yo-yo of, uh, of eating and putting on weight and then starving myself and running like a maniac on top of lifting and whittling it back down. And I did that um, uh, in addition to my weight training um, through high school. Uh, and then I got on with our, uh, the police department when I was um, 18 years old. And uh, so being in a career like that, you know, I was a police officer for 15 years um, you know, your, your physical strength and agility and conditioning is all extremely important to survival. So working out was always a part of it, but I found as I started to have more and more children, because we had our first John, we got married when I was um, 18, my wife was 19 and we had our first, uh, son a year later. Um, and, uh, or she got pregnant with our first son a year later. And then, uh, since then we now have a total of five kids. Um, 
from 13 all the way down to three. And uh, I was very passionate about my law enforcement career. I took on uh, many of what would be considered the most dangerous and challenging assignments in um, street level drug interdiction for a couple of years. Um, I was undercover narcotics for four years. Um, I was on the U.S. Marshal Service Fugitive Task Force. I was on the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. And I was the uh, lead um, human trafficking, lead human trafficking investigator. And then I got promoted to sergeant, went back to all the swing shifts. And uh, so um, I worked an insane schedule. My wife stayed at home with all the kids. Um, and what I realized was I was having less and less energy, less and less willpower, and I became more and more accepting of that weight creeping up. Um, and then when I would get the willpower to do what the traditional bro diet, to diet down and starve myself and spend tons, you know, my wife would literally beg me not to do it uh, because of how miserable of a human being I was during that process. And through my many different assignments, I began to have what I now know was um, suffering from like PTSD related things um, to where I went through a lot of depression, um, anxiety, uh, lack of sleep. Um, and uh, my thoughts and my thought process and everything were not very good. They weren't very um, positive. They weren't very healthy. And, and uh, you get to a point when you're suffering from depression and anxiety and excessive stress and then sleep deprivation to where you kind of start to scare yourself a little bit. And that started to happen to the point to where, you know, my faith um, has been a very big part of my life. And um, when I got to the point that I started to scare myself, um, unfortunately, it took me that long and reaching that point before I started reaching out in prayer and, and asking for a solution. And um, this was in 2016. Um, and I went away on a guy's trip with my dad and all my brothers. And my dad uh, had been looking into the ketogenic diet and trying it. And he actually told me um, about a book. Uh, I believe it was called Strong Medicine by Blake Donaldson, I think it was called. Uh, you familiar with that? No, I've never heard about it. Let me see real quick right here. I think I got it written down here. Um, yeah, Strong Medicine by Blake Donaldson. And anyway, this was probably going to butcher it but uh my <laughs> explanation but this is what really grabbed hold of me because my dad told me that this doctor was assigned these soldiers back in either world war one or world war ii that were coming back and they were suffering from extreme ptsd and the suicide rate was through the roof and he got assigned you know the this um situation to try and find a solution so he started taking these soldiers and the of, of all the things that they were doing he credited the most success to putting them on a diet of, it was either six or eight ounces of fatty meat three times a day, water, black coffee, and a daily walk outside that was non-negotiable. And over the course of weeks and months, these soldiers completely transformed, healed mentally, gotten amazing physical condition, and were able to be reintroduced back into normal civilian life. Um, and become contributing members of society again. And the um, suicide rates and the reported depression rates just plummeted. 
So he started telling me about that. I started looking into the ketogenic diet. The, the first time I tried it, I tried it before I did much research. I got a horrible case of the keto flu. It's like, this is pure insanity. And, uh, and then quit. And fortunately, I had heard enough at that point to be like, okay, this has got to be me, not the diet. I got to be doing something not right because I had looked into enough at that point that I, I was bought in on the value of it. So um, I fortunately found Jason Whitrock's video um, that he did uh, on YouTube um, called the, uh, the Five Biggest Keto Mistakes. And in that, I learned about electrolytes, which is crucial to minimizing and in some cases completely avoiding the keto flu. Um, so once I applied that, uh, then um, things went smooth for me. Um, I, the side effects were minimal to none for the keto flu. I soared right through, broke into ketosis, which people will mock it that haven't experienced it, but it's like the clouded mind is cleared away. The energy, it's like, forget coffee. I'll take this over coffee any day. The, the power of being in ketosis, that streamlined energy. Um, and, and that is honestly, I, I made, a, um, in my opinion, was a pretty significant physical transformation in my physique. But the reason I decided to make it a lifestyle um, was how I felt mentally and physically with my energy, with my mental, um, clar mental clarity and laser focus. Um, I just felt like a different, better human being. And in all honesty, you know, I, I was in such a horrible p place before. Um, it was absolutely an answer to prayer. Um, and, uh, and so now it's been... Um, I'm in my fourth year of, uh, being keto. So, wow. Congrats. And yeah, you, you mentioned in there, the willpower to suffer. And yes. I, um, when I first got sober in 2012, one of the things I wanted to do was, you know, I was 215 pounds. I wanted to change how I felt on the inside. And I figured if I could be skinnier, then I would, you know, I would just feel better and I'd automatically make this transition. But over the year, I was eating the chicken, broccoli, rice, and even though I believe in whole foods, the mm -hmm. way I was doing it was so extreme because I was going to the gym six days a week. I was doing this every day. I was having these epic cheat meals every weekend, but it was almost like I was so tunnel vision. And as soon as I reached my goal and got off of it, it wasn't sustainable for me anymore because yeah. I just, I'm like, okay, I've reached it. I can get complacent again. And mm -hmm. I too tried keto i think it was last year or the year before and i did it for about a month or two i lost 15 pounds so i felt really good about it but the same thing i didn't feel good i wasn't doing it properly i was eating like tons of fatty stuff and not you know mm -hmm. focusing on avocado oils and electrolytes especially i'm drinking them right now um but i found that since i started dsk i actually i'm kind of being a little bit more flexible with my meals and even like tonight we have you know coleslaw with these um grilled chicken skewers and that with a little chipotle mayo and that's almost a treat meal for me whereas yeah before i would have never thought of that right so it's like mm -hmm. today for lunch i made a keto crepe with some cream cheese and some eggs and i'm learning to substitute 
these foods that really taste good and they keep me full. So I'm not craving food. I'm not craving sugar anymore. And that's been a big switch since I changed over to DSK. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I would have to say that you would probably agree with that. Yeah. You're not, you're not struggling with, you know, cravings and all this stuff, but, uh, but you still look forward to and enjoy your meals. Yeah. while you're progressing and, and losing weight and progressing towards your goals, which was unheard of before, you know, yeah. with uh, with all the other methods. Yeah. And I used to be so opinionated that there was only one way for everybody like you, you guys call it you and Robert both call it the bro diet. But, it, <laughs> you know, it was like toting your veggies and your chicken and your, you know, rice around all the time. And I did the same thing. I worked out like crazy, but I felt like I just couldn't keep it up. So yeah, and therein came, of course, the yo-yo dieting. So you kind of touched on that. Did your yo-yo dieting ever hit an extreme? Um, I would just call it like it would get to points of extreme over overeating. Um, like I never became extremely, um, I guess what many would consider like obese. I was definitely overweight. Like at my worst, I was like uh, 203 pounds, and at my absolute best, stepping on stage for competition, I was 159 pounds. Um, so pretty significant difference, over 40 pounds there. I usually my optimal um, my optimal maintenance weight is probably I would consider between 175 and 180, and uh, and if I loosen up, I'll start to to trickle up. And, you know, with, with having five kids and, uh, and starting keto in a non-keto household, um, like I've been very, at first, you know how it's always like the, the one meal a week cheat meal is like, it's like almost treated as biblical in the the health and fitness world. (laughs) And, uh, what you end up realizing is, um, on keto, if you're doing it right, um, as in not drastically under eating and you're eating in the right macros, you start to feel like you don't need, you're not craving as much. You don't need that as much. You're enjoying your meals. So it's not like deprivation, deprivation, deprivation. Okay, finally, now I can relax and enjoy something. No, I'm enjoying something every day. But then what do you also realize is how damaging carbs are to you as an individual, which can be different based off of your insulin sensitivity versus insulin resistance. And I'm extremely insulin resistant. Um, So carbs affect me horribly. So at my worst, though, um, it was more of how horrible I felt. Um, Like I literally felt like I could barely survive the three hours in between massive servings of coffee. Yeah. Like it would be like, I couldn't make it to the, if I could barely make it to the coffee maker in the morning. And then it was like, I would drink what I thought was a, an amount of coffee that wouldn't be to the point that it would kill me. And then <laughs> I'd be like, okay, three, three more hours, three more hours and I can have some more. And, uh, and I, I, I felt like I was just getting, I was just breaking down. And when you're tired and fatigued like that, your willpower is incredibly low. And I had horrible inflammation. I had nagging pains in my back that were getting worse in my knees and my, in my wrist and my shoulder, some job related injuries, some football. And I just felt like I was breaking down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so that is where at the, at that point I, I thought maybe this was before keto, right before, you know, when I was hitting my breaking point, um, I was like, maybe it isn't doable to, to have five kids to be the sole provider, you know, for, for your house and work full time and work overtime and, and, um, and then try and be a dad and try and be a husband and, and do all the things and maintain my health and fitness. I was like, maybe it's impossible. And, um, fortunately, thank God I found, I found keto and, uh, and, you know, I, would say, you know, my life changed forever because I'm a different, totally different human being um, now to where, um, I mean, if you, if you told me today that keto, it had been proven, say it had been proven, keto is going to take 10 years off your life. I would tell you, I'm still going to do it for the rest of my life because my quality of life has improved so much and made me such a better um, husband, father, employee, that um, I would give up 10 years of my life to have the quality of life that I'm living now. Right. Yeah, it's funny. My uh, spouse and I were talking about this about three weeks ago, and he's noticing the, the transformation in me, not only you know how I look, but also how I feel. And he mentioned the same thing. He's like, he, he wanted to tell me something. He's like, babe, I don't want you to get mad at me. And I said, well, you can tell me I won't get mad. And he's like, I just noticed how hard you've been working and how into this, you know, keto you've been. And you just seem happier. You seem more alive. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you're looking great. He goes, it just, it, it, it's very attractive. And it makes me feel like when we first met and that really touched me. Right. Because yeah, you know, he would make these little comments in the past about both of us needing to lose weight and, and slim down. And I was so miserable because I just mm-hmm. couldn't get a handle on things. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you've been, you had lost control. Um, and you were losing more and more control as you got older and the demands on you, you know, demands on you grow. They, they don't get, life doesn't get easier yeah. and, uh, and life isn't easy on you. And, um, and so it's all of a sudden, like you got the keys back and you got control back again and, uh, and, um, you're back at the wheel and, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I've seen. I saw the, uh, just today, I think I saw you uploaded on the DSK uh, community platform. I saw that you posted a, a transformation, which is incredible. Those are amazing results that you've, uh, you've gotten so far. Thank you. And I don't do the sports bra thing. I'm just like, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's brave. That's brave. It's brave for anyone. Yeah. But, but you know, that's, uh, that's the, uh, the best way to showcase, you know, the, uh, and, What's awesome is is when people are, that's why I always try and tell people in the beginning, like even if you don't want to take before pictures, if you don't, you absolutely 100% are going to regret it if you stick to it and then you're going to have an amazing transformation. You need to be able to look back on it, but then you also need to um, like, you know, put it out there and, and move this forward. And people respond most like of all the posts out there, the most posts that get the most likes and attention and everything, which I'm not saying to be driven by likes or anything, but the (laughs) things that get the most reaction 
are transformations because those are the most inspirational. When people see someone, someone's before, and then they see, uh, and then they immediately compare themselves to that before, and then they see the after and think, wow, if it was possible for them, it's possible for me. And then they read the testimony about it as well. That's, that's what pushes people over the edge of, I got to do it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be worth it. I think it's worth a try. And so there's no telling just by like you posting that in the DSK community, there's no telling how many people that that will, that, that will inspire to, to dive even deeper into it. Or maybe they were even contemplating quitting. They're like, well, no, she's sticking with it. She's still doing it. So I need to as well. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. And that, that's why I love the, uh, this keto community. Um, because it is such a tight knit, encouraging community to be a part of. Yeah, I've noticed that, and everybody shares recipes and everything. It was funny mm -hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago. I think I did an Instagram live on this, but I was making some fat bombs, and usually I'll just do the ones in um, what is it, Keto Connect? So mm -hmm. I'll do those, and they're great, and they're not too sweet, and they fill me up. But I tried the cheesecake with the peanut butter and the stevia. And I mixed it up and put a little Lily's chocolate on it. And they were phenomenal. But as soon as I had one, I came and sat back down in the office and started working again. And just because it tasted like, you know, cheesecake, exactly mm -hmm. like cheesecake, and I love peanut butter, all of a sudden I just felt like, uh-oh, this isn't good. And I had two. And <laughs> I'm like, now I'm going to be over my calories if I still eat dinner tonight. And I just, for the first time ever, and I was telling a friend of mine about this and she was blown away. I'm like, I had to go and throw all, I think I had 12 of them total. I should throw them all away because mm -hmm. they're part of the plan. But because I haven't been craving sugar for the last few months mm -hmm. since I started, I was like, okay, you know what? I've seen these results. I saw this picture before and after. I can't do this. Like, this is mm -hmm. really a fine line for me. But normally, I could just, I would just eat them and say, screw it. I, yep. you know what? I'll just start tomorrow. And I'm finding I'm not doing that, which is a totally new thing for me. Yes, yes, and that is awesome. When when I have a client or a friend or some something that's going through, but when they reach that point. That is when I say to myself that this is gonna this is gonna come all the way through. They're gonna reach their goal, um, and it's gonna become a lifestyle. Uh, because what you've noticed is you've noticed the momentum, that snowball effect, and you clearly can see it's not far enough in the background. You clearly can see and remember where you were at before, how far you've come, and it's not worth it anymore. And once you fight, figure out in your mind, hey, this isn't worth sacrificing what I'm working for, working towards, and I've made so much progress and it works and it's not backbreaking, like it's manageable, it's sustainable as a lifestyle. Um, that is the point that I just, when, when I start to coach somebody, that is my, that is my first goal is like, just get them to that point. Um, and then the rest is cruising. Then, then the rest, there's hardly any, once somebody crosses that, that line, um, there is very few questions. There is very few issues. There is um, very few um, complaining about cravings and hunger and all of that, which is so normal for people to go through. Uh, but once you cross that point that you described, 
um, then it's almost like, just tell me, just tell me and I'll do it. And, uh, and that is, I commend you a lot because most people wouldn't do that. Um, they would even default to, you know, well, it's a waste. It's, it's a waste to throw that away. But it's not a waste if it's going to um, be a detriment to your health and your goals. And, uh, and if that's what it takes, you have prioritized properly um, and you're going to see the rewards um, for that. And uh, man, I, I applaud that. That is, that is awesome. <laughs> It was tough. I wanted to cry as I put it in the garbage. I even yeah. asked my spouse, I'm like, do you want them? He's like, no, I can't go there. They, they seem really delicious. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm allowed to eat them. You know, it's not off plan if I have one, but it just was too close to, you know, when I was on holidays, those pastries and those mango smoothies. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going there. So yep. yeah, it felt really good. So you're a natural fitness competitor. And yes. part of the reason I was introduced to you was our mutual, well, your boss, Robert Sykes. Yeah. He um, recommended I talk to you about resistant band training because I travel yes. for business and I needed to kind of optimize my workout. So how do those go hand in hand? What's it like to be a competitor? Um, so it is, uh, it, it's a whole different world. And fortunately, um, I... Uh, competed in my first competition um, last year in the uh, the 2019 um, NACA National Athletic Keto Association um, bodybuilding competition. And fortunately, you know, I had had Robert. You know, he's an expert in uh, in competing and um, utilizing the ketogenic diet strategically, specifically for bodybuilding competitions. Um, so he guided me through and, uh, and I followed the deeper state keto course, but then as we approached the competition date, um, you know, he, uh, he really like dug deep on, on guiding me on the different uh, manipulations of fat and sodium and all that. And, uh, it's, I never experienced taking things to that extent before, um, and, uh, and probably because I didn't really, um, you know, I was happy with where I got to before, which is great. If, if somebody's happy with where they're at, you know, then, then that's awesome. But if you have goals to get to a certain level that you're not at, um, that's where I tell people the deeper state keto, the course can get you there. Absolutely. And it took me to a whole different place of, I had never been that strict, that detailed, um, and the strategy and the details behind the deeper state keto course are the magic that leads to, um, unbelievable results. So, um, so yeah, so I followed the course, but then before I started my prep, I had been introduced and started incorporating the bands and I just loved, in addition to, um, body weight exercises, I love the fact that. I could make this minimal investment, which in the grand scheme of things, it's a minimal investment uh, in something I could take anywhere. And with the door anchor attachment for the bands, you can literally do almost every exercise that a gym has to offer. Um, and then they were so unique. Like when you do bands or body weight training, um, you have to focus on the time under tension and taking things to failure and then beyond failure because you're no longer dealing with such a, a any type of considerable risk of injury anymore. Um, and you are limited a little bit if you look only at 
progressive overload in terms of weight. Now you, you can increase the, the resistance level of bands, but you can't necessarily increase the resistance level so easily with like push-ups or pull-ups, you know, you're using your body weight. So I applied, you know, the same method that I used for body weight, which was um, essentially taking um, all my sets to failure uh, and then um, pushing past failure, either using a rest pause technique where I hit failure, you know, I take a couple breaths, pump out a few more, take a couple breaths, pump out a few more. And, uh, and you really push yourself beyond failure, or I would drop down in resistance level um, at that point and pick up a lighter resistance band. And now I can squeeze out a few more and you, um, you practice that, that taking yourself to complete muscular exhaustion. Then the sweet spot I find is not resting any longer than 45 seconds to a minute. That keeps that tempo up. That keeps the cardiovascular part of it operating well. It keeps warm. And also you're, you're gradually exhausting and fatiguing that muscle, muscle, just giving it barely enough time to recover before you hit it again. And that time under tension, that constant time under tension, um, is, uh, and it's even being talked about even more so now that that is really key when you're looking at hypertrophy, building muscle. And, um, so that's what I used that and body weight training in my garage through the whole 20 week prep, following the deeper state keto course, uh, manipulating the macros as the calories became more and more depleted all the way to show day. Um, and, uh, and then leading up to show day, what goes into the posing, what goes into the tanning, uh, what goes into the stage presence, all of that. Fortunately, Rob, I had Robert by my side, but, uh, I, I it, it's, there's so much more to it than people think. Yeah. And, um, I gained a whole new respect for fitness competitors, for bodybuilding competitors, because there's so much more to it than dieting down and getting lean. Um, and just the science that goes behind the peak week to the refeed meal the night before the competition, so your body shows certain things the day of the show, it just blew my mind. And, uh, but it was an, it was an amazing process a process that I can always look back to now as being one of the most challenging things that I've ever done. Um, but uh, I reached my goal and, uh, and it was worth it um, in the end. And it's funny, whenever I come up with a challenging situation now since then, it's funny how my mind always goes back to how challenging life was when I got to the hardest parts of the prep. Um, and so it was an invaluable experience. And, uh, and I'm so grateful to, to Robert for encouraging me to do it and then guiding me through it. And uh, I think it made me um, a, better, a better person and absolutely a better coach moving forward for my clients, for sure. Right. Yeah. Robert's amazing. I had him on the show just actually when I started DSK. So we're going to do a follow-up interview soon. I'll have to reach out. Awesome. To him. Yeah. 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 He's a fantastic guy. So, mm -hmm. um, so have you ever been off keto? So I went off for a brief period. I think so 
Crystal and Robert Sykes are two of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life because they went keto and there was no looking back. (laughs) So, you know, they've been, I think Crystal said four years and Robert's at five years. Now, I think most people um, have to experience going off even if it is for like when people tend to say, all right, Thanksgiving to New Year's, I'm relaxing, you know, forget it. I'll pick it back up in January. Um, that may not be as painful if you're doing any other type of diet. But when you come off of, and usually it's in that first year afterwards, you know, people experience the benefits, they go months and months, and then they hit the holidays. And that was also the case for me to where I went off from Thanksgiving through my wife's birthday, December 4th. And what I experienced in that time frame, that short time frame of like almost a two full two weeks, um, was I immediately began swelling. Um, Like my water retention was through the roof. Um, the first couple of days it was like, it wasn't bad. I could feel the water retention, but it was just like, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Um, but then I started, I uh, like really feeling uncomfortable and sleep started becoming bad. And I started like sweating a whole bunch, which may be more info than you really wanted, but that's okay. Um, you could share it all. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but then, um, I started noticing all those nagging injuries the inflammation went through the roof and I started experiencing pain that I had forgotten about, which used to be something I dealt with daily and had totally subsided with keto. And now was all coming back right along with the carbs. And, uh, and it got to a point where I told my wife, I was like, this is it. Like I may do an occasional cheat meal here and there. And, uh, but I am not going off of the diet beyond the occasional cheat meal. I just like, I, I, life's not worth living like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what, you know, I've thought about it because I, I love French fries. I mean, I'm Dutch and we French fries are our thing. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, okay, down the road, once I've hit my goal, I would love just to go out for some um, mussels and some French fries with some mayo. But that scares me too, because I never want to put myself in a position where I'm like, okay, well, I'll do it for a few days. You know, it has to be like intentional. Like I'm doing this one meal and tomorrow morning I'm back on keto. Yes. And that, that word you said is so important. That intentional word, you go into it with a strategy. Um, and like with having five kids and living, you know, going keto in a non-keto household, um, you know, there is a, there is a very, relational and emotional connection to food that can't be ignored. I I don't care who you are. You know, um, if you say that, uh, I am not going to agree with you. Um, (laughs) There is a relational, emotional connection to food. And, um, you know, I never wanted, the keto diet has been so transformational for me that I never wanted my children to have any reason to hate it any reason to not like it. And, you know, I I didn't want them to, to think, you know, why can't dad have a pizza and some birthday cake on my birthday? You know, why can't dad, you know, partake 
in this event or this event. And, um, and so I took, I've taken that opportunity and I, I really honestly feel like that's the best way to go about it, even though, yeah, it'll, it'll hamper your results a little bit. But if you go into it with a, the mental focus and strategy, and you've already gotten to a point to where you've seen so much success that you know you can't forget it. You know you can't forget how good you felt. Um, so now, if I come up on, a, on an occasion like that, um, my strategy going into it is uh, the day of the cheat meal, I'll usually fast all day and uh and get in a, a good solid workout and um and then in the evening is usually when the event is that i will have the one cheat meal and i don't worry about anything the main course the appetizer the dessert i uh, i partake like i wasn't even on any type of a diet i focus on the the um human to human interaction uh the fellowship with everybody the family and then I know afterwards, my plan is going to be after that meal, it's over. It's done. The next day, I will usually fast all day um, until dinner that night. And I have a strict keto meal that night. And if I can get in a, another intense workout um, during that fasting period, then that is, you know, all the better. Um, I'll still usually retain a couple pounds of water weight for a couple days, and it'll gradually trickle down. Uh, but then it's gone. Uh, but I really only re recommend that if somebody is like in a maintenance lifestyle phase and they're not trying to reach a specific goal. Um, because if you're trying to reach a specific goal, um, the one cheat meal a week uh, can potentially just keep you where you're at. Yeah. And that's why I don't even want to attempt that until I actually reach one of my goals. And then, of course, the next stage after, like we talked about, was building that definition and kind of really fine tuning my health. So um, I know a lot of people are on the fence about keto because there's just so much information going on out there. But what would you recommend to somebody? How would they start out? Um, so I would... I would recommend there's so many resources out there and there's so many different ways to do keto. Um, but, uh, the generally accepted macronutrients, um, you know, are 75% fat of your calories from fat, um, 20% protein and, uh, 5% carbs. Um, now that is a good start for most most people. I number one would say you need to do your research. You need to find a good source, a trusted source, and learn as much as you can. Watch watch the full day of eating. Watch somebody that has had an amazing transformation, and then watch their full day of eating, and then um, and watch about the the videos like Jason Whitrock's on the keto mistakes because um, that was critical uh, for my transformation. Additionally, I would tell you um, you at least in the beginning, until you reach your maintenance, you need to track. Because tracking foods, my fitness pal app is free. It's very easy. You can just scan the, uh, the label on the back now and everything will plug in or you can search for it. Because um, what that does, I have all my clients track and I have them send me um, their macro pie chart at the end of the day. And I have them friend request me on the app so I can view their entire day of eating if I want to. And what that does is number one, I know it teaches them about the diet. It teaches them what's in foods because they can see what they've eaten 
and then, or what they're planning to eat, which is what I recommend, plugging it in ahead of time and see if it works, and how that translates to the macro pie chart that you can look at for each day with what you've eaten so far and the percentage breakdown and see if you're in those keto percentages. Um, so I would highly recommend that. Uh, then in addition to that, there is the conversation about carbs, total or net. And I would absolutely tell you count total carbs um, because the there's so many products out there that are not, this is going to sound a little biased, but it's true. There are so many keto products out there that are not of the quality, top-notch quality that the keto brick is. Um, the keto brick is, in my opinion, and I am, may, this may appear biased, but it is the absolute best ketogenic product on the market in the best keto macros. It tastes so good like a treat, but it's not a cheat in any way. It's a complete performance bar to help you get towards your goals. The other stuff that's out there, it's strategically you know, structured uh, to make you feel good about what you're eating. And yeah, sure, the Halo Top ice cream might be better than the Ben and Jerry's. It is better than the Ben and Jerry's, but it's not the best option either. Um, and so you do have to kind of still look at it as a little treat um, and a little cheat, uh, albeit a little better than the Ben and Jerry's. So I would say to calculate total carbs, don't fall for the net carb lie. And, uh, and then I would say definitely set your ceiling on the worst day at no more than 50 total carbs. But then DSK recommends, and it's because it works, uh, is have a goal of no more than 10 total carbs, which people, that blows their mind, but it is doable. And when you see the results, it's worth the results. I'm sure you can attest to that. Yes, absolutely. So, so yeah, I would say the ceiling at 50 total on your worst day, but then always have in mind, the lower the carbs, the better it gets. Um, and then don't underestimate, like you need to be honest with yourself. Um, if, if you can do it on your own, like I never had a coach. I, uh, I did, but I also, I was so motivated to do my own research and and then experiment on myself and and i embraced it and loved it and i always loved health and fitness anyway so it was fascinating to me most people are like that about something but it's not always about health and fitness they just want to know something that works so if you need a coach um search out a coach that you can identify with that you have um that seems like they're very trustworthy that's had an amazing transformation that has coached um, other people and, um, and just admit if, if you're a part, because so many people do and it's totally okay that, that you need accountability, that you don't want to waste time that you don't have researching and experimenting to find the solution to your weight loss stall, to find you know, the next thing to do to keep the ball rolling because there's all these tools that you can use and there's all these things that you can tweak and there are people that are experts out there that know how to do it. And, um, you know, don't struggle when you know you're going to struggle and then give up and say it doesn't work. When there is so much evidence out there, it works. Just admit that, you know, that's, it's totally fine. Some people need accountability and some people don't want to research on their own to a certain extent. They just want to know the way. And if, 
if, and a, a coach can get you there. I get the question all the time with my transformation. They say, how far, how long between pictures? And the thing is, is I'll tell them my transformation has been continual over the course of, you know, three going on four years now. And, uh, but somebody can make a dramatic life changing transformation in so much less time if they hire a good coach. Um, because there's not that wasted time of, okay, I've had a stall. Now I need to watch all these videos. Now I need to try these different techniques and what do I need to do now? And, and, um, you are essentially paying for somebody that will hold you accountable and take you directly to your goal as fast as possible. And will be blunt and honest with you and tell you exactly what you need to do. And that shortens the length of the process. So I always tell people, um, you give me four to five months and you'll reach your goals. And, uh, and you may want to then set new goals and reach new goals, but you can make a, if, if you're willing to put in the work and do exactly as is instructed, you can change your life in, um, in four to five months and some people even shorter. Yeah, for sure. And the accountability portion, I, you know, since I've started asking for help and, I mean, I am pretty self-motivated, so I can, I tend to stick with something, but just having that accountability and mm -hmm. having coaches in my life, that is, that's helped tenfold. I mean, that's, I do this podcast because it's a way for me to help inspire people and also accountability because if I'm putting it out there, you know, I mean, I'll share my struggles, I share my wins and everything, but accountability has been a big part of that. So, um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Speaking of coaching, how can people get a hold of you because you are a coach and uh, yeah. how can they learn more? Yeah, absolutely. So my Instagram is uh, at Brandon, B-R-A-N-D-O-N dot T for Thomas dot Clark. Um, so uh, you can find me that way. You can also go to the uh, Deeper State Keto Instagram and it's just at Deeper State Keto and a direct link to my Instagram is in the bio of that as well as Kara um, who also works for Keto Brick and is also a coach and is a uh, tremendous coach and has tons of knowledge and experience and made an amazing transformation with Deeper State Keto. Um, so people are more than welcome to go there and check out, uh, check into Deeper State Keto. Um, and then also recently um, I started coaching my brother um, who was the first person I told about keto when I made my transformation. And he lost 55 pounds on keto and completely changed his life. Um, he just recently went through a period where he was trying to build strength and bulk, and bulk up a little bit. So now he wants to cut back down with DSK, with Deeper State Keto, and wanted me to coach him. So we're in week three um, right now. He's lost 10 pounds in three weeks so far. And, uh, and is actually like absolutely loving and embracing the process. Um, but what we are doing is we're documenting that journey on YouTube and the YouTube channel is Keto Bros. It's uh, K-E-T-O-B-R-O-S. And um, the little picture on it is a picture of uh, him on the left and me on the right, um, like in our peak condition. And um, essentially I do my weekly check-ins with him on that uh, YouTube channel. And uh, we're just doing weekly, essentially to showcase Deeper State Keto and, and what it can do and kind of what the coaching relationship looks like, what it can provide, 
and then we also talk about you know the how to incorporate uh, the best keto product on the market, the keto brick, and uh, and he is using that daily um, in his transformation um, as well. And so we go through that, we go through the challenges and uh, and kind of all that is involved in a transformation. And we're going to be continuing this. Um, all the way through, I think his end date is going to be at some point in July. Mm -hmm. Um, so people can go and subscribe to that and follow along. Um, especially if they're just thinking about coaching or maybe they're in the position to where they're, um, seeking out a coach that they, um, identify with and can feel like they can connect to. And so that would be a good way to, to check me out if they're interested. Um, and then anybody can DM me on Instagram at that Instagram handle um, or directly at the deeper state keto one. And we are paying attention to all of those. Awesome. Yeah. I know you guys, you guys are awesome at responding. So thank you so much for being on my show today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It was, it was an honor and, um, congrats on your results so far. And I can't wait to see the progress you're going to continue to make. Thank you so much. If you would like to learn more about Brandon, I will leave all his information in the show notes. So make sure you go and check it out. But I absolutely love interviewing people, um, especially because it has allowed me to have more resources in my life. You know, I've got coaches that I work with in many aspects of my life, not only my health and fitness, but also in business. You know, how do I grow my show? How do I run my coaching business? And so I have found that we don't have to go at this journey alone. So like I mentioned, if you want to book a free coaching call with me, make sure you head on over to my website or you can also email me. So the website is www.theroadtohealth.me or you can send me an email and get more details, info at theroadtohealth.me. Until next time, guys, stay safe out there. That wraps up another episode of the Road to Health podcast, where my goal is to provide you with content that not only inspires you, but also provides information and strategies that you can use to implement in your own journey. I know from experience, it can be super hard to make healthy lifestyle changes that actually stick. I've worked with people to help them define their goals and identify the roadblocks that stop them from achieving them. If you would like to take advantage of a free 30-minute call to figure out how to achieve your goals, visit my website today at www.theroadtohealth.me. When you're there, make sure you download the latest copy of my five tips to staying positive while working from home. And until next time, be safe and healthy.